ever woke up on the wrong side of the bed? It's 2 p.m. and you just realize this is not my day. Maybe you're experiencing the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday, where you got litty titty with your friends and family, and hopefully we're wearing masks and socially distanced the entire time, but still doesn't shake off the fact of all those heavy, greasy wings that you ate all last night, and the weed and alcohol that you consumed. Well, I have one word of advice. Take it one day at a time. That's right, one day at a time, one step at a time. Go ahead and collect good days. See if you can have end up, end up nearing seven by the end of a full week. Because maybe it's just you. Maybe you can just shake it off and just grab life by the horns and get some sandals because we don't believe in bootstraps around here. No, we believe in some nice open-toed Jesus Christ sandals. Now, you wear those and you rock out like your cock's out and your lavia. And, and you just go and you just take on the day. God damn it, it's February. And I don't hear nothing of it anymore. Now, have a good day at school. You, <laughs> you were channeling late registration. Yes? Oh, Is that what you no, were channeling? I didn't even think of that. Do you, uh, I have all these degrees. Oh, I'll yes. be, I'll, I'll, when I die, I'll have, I'll have these degrees. Right? Yes. That was very late registration. I just knew that's who you were going for. I didn't think. No, I didn't. I didn't. D-Ray. Shouts out to D-Ray and yeah. Adam Levine. No. A black one. Another black one. Um, <laughs> I was just uh, calling out the fact that it's just a sluggo day. And uh but you gotta push through. And we gotta we gotta we got a podcast to do. Mm. And um and we're here trying to do it. This is gonna be one of the last ones that we'll have with this beautiful studio setup that no one has seen because my ass hasn't cut any of the videos. But guess what? I gotta do it. I'm gonna do it eventually. I'm now we're gonna get it we're gonna get them uploaded. But more importantly, this studio setup's gonna be changing because my mother who is in Maui right now, Lance's mother as well, our mother, is in Maui. Mm. Uh, we gave her a lot of lists of places to go. She went to our favorite pancake spot. Uh, shout out to Gazebo and those views. Mm. <sighs> but anyways, she's going to be coming back at the end of this week. Nice. And we have to give her her living room back. Yes, and, we do. And, and, and dining room and all the, all the other stuff. Yeah. I paid, um, she sent me the money to pay her rent. Yeah. It's ridiculous what she pays for this little bitty ass apartment. And like it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. She pays more than I pay for my four bedroom, three story. It's two stories, but a basement. It's three stories. Um, yeah. Why did I see a meme that said black people don't say two stories? They say, oh, it's got an upstairs and a downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's Black History Month, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening, you're listening to the Podical oh, Sons podcast. Man. Yes, this is our last um, episode in this studio. We'll be moving back to the uh, Spread Love studio, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll do like a portable podcast. I think it'll be interesting to like set all this shit up outside in the freezing cold. And, like, I've told you multiple times that outside is a terrible place to try to record audio. Um, I've told you plenty of times that I record audio outside and it comes through perfectly. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. You ain't, again, the K-Mac poetry series, y'all check it out. Episode four coming to y'all next week. Um, I'm, I, I record different poets on different, uh, in front of public 
art in the city. It's always outside. One of them was like in a park next to a highway, and the sound came out beautiful. Would you say how you talk on a podcast is how you recite a poem? Absolutely not. There you go. That's that's that's. I'll let that be exhibit A of why it's not the same and it, it doesn't. What it won't work the same way. But yeah, I'll just let that lie because it's not the same. You saying like we're talking on a like conversational speaking and then like poetry projection speaking are two different type of things. Uh, when it comes to audio registering in a microphone, yes. I mean, I don't think you have enough confidence in your Ashton. Brandon, your Ashton microphone. This thing picks up sound greatly. Like it's awesome. Again, watch the watch the stuff, please. I do watch the series. Did you see the the episode three, the one I just came out with? The wind is blowing hard as shit when um Christopher, the white dude's talking, and it's like you can't even hear the wind. It's like ju- you and he's talking regular conversational talk. He's not even doing a poem. Okay, you have a podcast outside, and I watched that episode, and based on that quality. We'll start talking about a, 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 a remote episode. Y'all be ready. Y'all be ready. I'm going to have a one-off podcast outside interviewing. <laughs> you get the vaccine yet? Interviewing sneezes? No. Nah. Interviewing uh, other sick people. What do you mean It'll sick be, We'll do a mask. Not sick people. COVID people. When did you start sniffing? You start, you, we've been, I've been around you for over an hour and you sneezing and sniffing for the first time, and you did not do the proper sneeze technique either. In your uh, arm, in the elbow, covering up with something, sneezing in the elbow, elbow. Yes. What do you? Can you smell and taste shit? Yeah. Why are you playing sick out of nowhere? What, Brandon? I sneezed once. Yeah, and, and don't be hypochondriac like about it. Are you, you usually we're in sniff. a fucking pandemic right now. Are you you usually me? sniff. Yeah, this isn't a normal time. Sniff. A motherfucker can't sneeze. Not into the air. No. Well, that was a mistake. But I'm saying, like, not for this you, past you whole about year. The, the 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 extra sniff. Somebody got shot in, in in New Jersey at a bank because waiting in line, somebody sneezed behind them and shit shit escalated. Somebody got shot in Jamaica. Um Montego Bay, Jamaica, because the woman asked, at a church, no less, the woman turned behind, uh, it was a guy, he coughed a little bit, he didn't have a mask on. She said, could you put your mask on? And he shot her dead three times. Or he shot her three times dead. Because she asked him to put a mask on? Because she asked him to put a mask on. So it's both can get you killed. Like sneezing on a person can get you killed and then... Asking a person to follow the guidelines. Yeah, getting killed is like one of the main features of a pandemic. Right. Yeah. I have a um. I had an ex who like. I used to like when I'm when I my nose is running. My nose runs. Brandon can attest to this. I have always had allergies, so like I always have the sniffles. Kind of like even now, I'm sure listening to this podcast, y'all are like he sounds a little nasally. He sounds a little like like he's like he's got a stuffed up nose, and it's because I live in fucking Kentucky, and it's the 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 allergen capital of the world. Uh, Not a pollen. The, it's the pollen capital of the of the nation. But um, is it the pollen capital of the nation? We are the only people in um, this like special valley that like takes all the allergens or pollen from all the Appalachian Mountains, filters them down, and then runs them through Louisville and like. 
Lexington and some other cities. So I'm not saying we are the highest, but we're definitely up there for like allergic allergen field states. I would love to look that up. I'm gonna look that up. But in the meantime, between time, I want to tell you the story real quick. My ex, as you see, I just um inhaled, I just sniffed um up a little bit. And I used to like my nose was running or my nose would be running and I would like sniff it up. And she just swore I did cocaine. She swore up and down that I was doing cocaine <laughs> behind her back for like a year and a half. Cause you cause you just because I got the sniffles every now and then. And I That's was like, it's, it's fucking annoying. It's like so annoying. It's like, what? I, that just proves that her exposure to. Yeah. I, I could tell you that story candy. too. I could tell you that story too. That's that's a that's an interesting story, how she's so involved in it. But um, yeah, it's just weird to have your like, you know, your partner s- suspicious that you're like doing this illicit drug behind their back there's like all types of things that could be going on behind their back but out of all those things she thinks it's like cocaine well you gotta settle on something i i literally can't let yourself go crazy thinking about all the things that they're doing she knows that i have like allergies like i i i don't like nose things i don't like nose things i don't like eye things i wear glasses because i don't like putting contacts in my eye i wear or you know like for allergies i don't take anything anymore but i used to like take pills Cause I don't like using the nasal spray, like that wet, that wet feeling that just goes up to your brain. It's like water when you're in a pool and water gets up your nose. Like that is torture. That's like, torturous. Torturous. You always got your shirt in your nose, though. Bad football habit. Okay. What what, what we got today? What's what's on, what's on the, what's on the docket? On I mean, it's Black History Month. I, I literally can talk about. Um, anything black history. Um, the Super Bowl is kind of on the forefront, so we can kind of knock that out first. I yeah. didn't think Tom Brady had it in him. Um, I was completely wrong. He's got it. Yeah, yeah I, I was completely wrong. I thought Patrick Mahomes, he, 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 I have never seen, it's like when you meet your idol or like you meet the, I don't know. I feel like he folded under pressure. Like he, like it was too much. I don't for him. know. I feel like they just had a really, really good defensive plan for him. His starting two tackles were were out on in, with injury, mm. so they couldn't block anybody. Like mm. those two backups that were trying to protect him and against, you know, Jason Pierre-Paul and you know Shaq Barrett. And they were just really, really good. And this is the first time Patrick Mahomes has lost a game by double digits. Mm. In his career, the first. I mean, time? He's, yes. I mean, he's lost. He's lost. I think he's lost five games in his NFL career. That's crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Like that. It so it doesn't. Your feeling is correct, but incorrect at the same time. It felt so weird seeing him like this because we've never seen him like this. Yeah. And that's why it was hard for a lot of people to recognize that it was over well well before it was over. I'm raising my hand on that one because I was like. But it's Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and he looked great in in a very uh, hand like in a very embarrassing loss uh, from uh, you know Tom Brady and and, and his disciples. And uh, the, the only people that scored the crazy thing about that whole thing is the Super Bowl. The only people that scored in the Super Bowl were people that Tom Brady bought brought to Tampa Bay. Gronk. Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. 
all people that signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because Tom Brady was there, the only people that, that scored touchdowns in that game. It's crazy. You seen the picture of Tom Brady like doing an after game interview and he has an Ameri- Make America Great Again hat in the back? That was Photoshop? No, it was not after the game. It was I know it wasn't after the Super Bowl, but I'm saying it was just one game. It was not after I'm t- I'm, t- I'm telling I was going to tell I'm going to tell you. Mm. I'm going to tell you. Mm. You going to tell you? Mm-mm. Okay. What's next? So I think that it's weird that he had that hat uh, just kind of speaks to a lot. I was going to tell you about it, but you said you weren't going to let me. And Louisville's not the top, in the top 10 allergy uh, capitals. That's disappointing. So. You came out and gave him the number one spot. Tom Brady's friends with Donald Trump. When he was running for office in 2016, Trump gave him that hat. That was during summer workout training or whatever. It was like a summer camp, mm. and they interviewed him in front of his locker, and he put that hat up there, and he was drugged through the mud for it. Not as much as he should have been, obviously, because uh, people still – people must have forgot. You know, people don't forget. I said that uh, we were watching a game at Brandon's house uh, y- yesterday. Um, truly lovely home. The basement's a little cold. And um, it's underground. There was there was uh, a time where like, what did I say about Tom Brady? Oh, I said that Tom Brady was like a folk hero for white supremacists, right? Like Tom Brady is the he's the great white hope. He's the Rocky Balboa of um, football for white nationalists, and that just proves my point. Like that proves my point in the fact that. Gronk, like, you know, that makes Gronk questionable to me as well. Um, he looks like a three percenter. So Tom Brady definitely does. I don't think Gronk is. You don't think Gronk's like a good old boy? A or what's that what they call it? No. Not three percenter. He could be a, a proud boy though. Definitely proud boy. He gives off proud boy vibes. You can't say he don't. He would look really does. good in the black and yellow shirt. I don't think I just no I just don't think he does. I I maybe know too much or not enough cuz I I guess I do know too much cuz I knew about Tom Brady and when you said that I laughed. I didn't I didn't I didn't think that was far off base at all. I guess because I knew he was friends with Donald Trump and I guess at the time last night when I brought my mouth to say that I was thinking, hmm, "Do you really want to get Lance going right now?" I just decided not to. You were enjoying the game. Mm. But yes. Yeah, Tom Brady Yes, is is the, the the great white hope for those who live and die by the great white hopes. Mm-hmm. That's why it's uh, jarring to hear people like Emmitt Smith and and different you know prominent black NFL players say that Tom Brady is the uh, greatest NFL player of all time, and it's kind of hard to dispute it. It's just you know in a league that's seventy percent black, tough to swallow sometimes. That argue that the arguable goat is is uh this indestructible white man. Indestructible. Just continues to reinvent itself. But coached by Brian Leftwich and a lot of other black people on the cast, on that staff, the most diverse coaching staff in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, three women coaches, um three two coaches, uh a third woman on the support staff. Uh, most diverse uh, in far of having minorities on the team, 
two black coordinators, offensive uh, with Brian Leftwich, defensive with Todd Bowles. So um, it was a in in what you're saying, it was a good narrative to be pushed uh, for the NFL to see that um, you don't all of your all of your you know coaches don't have to look the same in cardboard cutout for them to lead a, a team of men to the Super Bowl and win it. I don't think. I literally think Tom Brady came in there on some like. What is this? And throwing throwing around plays like throw it, like ripping up playbooks and just like erasing dry erase boards, like going and kicking in coach's office. What the fuck you teaching? Fuck that. We're oh, not doing he, it. He learned a whole new ah, offense. He, ah. learned, he learned a whole new offense. That's why it was so. It was crazy. They were struggling. Uh, yeah, they were struggling up, at the beginning I mean, of the year. A couple. I mean, they were. Yeah, but they were good, mid, mid, midpoint of the year. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were playoff, nine and seven last time. year. Oh my God! Nine and seven. That's still winning. Uh, it's not in the NFL. It's not. That's not still winning in the NFL. That's not a playoff team. And uh, Mike Evans. I mean, they got just a bunch of big guys, uh, big important guys that are already on that team. Uh, and Tom Brady helped them get win a win a win a, win a GD Super Bowl. Speaking of, um, well, uh, actually, I don't have no way to segue those. Have you seen Ted Lasso? The no, this is Apple, Apple Plus. Yeah, I know Apple Plus. Um, that is an awesome show. I hear a lot of good things. It's hilarious. It People, truly it's is. It, they they say it's one of those shows that like you can't understand why you would want to watch it and why it'd be good, and then you watch it and you're like, oh, this is damn good. I wanted to watch it as soon as I saw the preview. I'm I, a big I, Jason you know. Sudeikis fan. Is that his name? Yes, Jason Sudoku Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. What kind of name is that? Oh, he's from Kansas City. Oh, is that why he was from Kansas City in the thing? He's from Kansas yes, City. In he the, likes he likes doing that. And he was like talking with this country accent that I don't know if that was like. No, that's not real. Okay. Yeah. It's super. This country. has nothing to do with his country accent, but he's like he is a aficionado in in retro jays. Like is often seated on a red carpet in a tuxedo in a pair of bread eleven. Uh, playoff eleven Jordans. What's his name? Jason Sudeikis, husband of Olivia Wilde. She black? No. You think so? She is not. She is a white lady. She did a good job in Richard Jewell. Um, we could talk about that. Like, why what? are Jordans? It's Black History Month. Um, we. I like to reiterate that, like. Blackness is not a monolith, and um, we have different things. But for some reason, there's been this association with blackness. Strong association. Very strong association. Through things like Hennessy. We talked about that last episode. Um, But Jordan is another one of those brands that is heavy black culture, heavy like you know, if you ain't got this, you ain't about this type well, shit. Well, because it's a... I'll have a white dude in Jordans look down on me and think he's, like, blacker than me because he's, cause he's wearing yeah. it's, retros. It's actually, I'm like, what? You a very good point. That is sad, and it's true. It's true. They think they're better than us because they can afford and rock J's. It's crazy. Yes. It's, it is. It's, it's like it's, insane. It's, 
It's a capitalism thing because okay. obviously Jordans are no. I'm I'm I guess I'm beating your horn. I'm I'm not trying to my convince drum? you. Yeah, beating your you horn, blowing my drum. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like because uh, they're so expensive, right? Yeah. Like they're like we were talking about Air Force Ones earlier. Like yeah, two or three Air Force Ones. Yes, literally get you a, get you a pair of, uh, of, of retro Jays. Um. Yeah, it's one of those things that's like a it's a it's definitely a, a money luxury thing. Like I I like playing basketball in my retro Jordans to like just break that in my mind cuz I can't help but to feel like I have fancy feet on when I wear them. Like when I wear retro J's like I feel like I have fancy feet on. It's a whole and I, and I guys. And I've only bought like one pair of retro J's from the store, Hibbit Sports on Dixie. I was in high school, they were on sale. The Citrus Sevens mm-hmm. suede. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're such a great shoe. Such a, such a comfortable shoe. Other than that, I've always I've just bought my J's off of people. Mm. I bought J's from Vez. I've bought J's from my homie G Gerald Chapman, coaches with the Cincinnati Bengals. I bought J's off of Gullick Junior, white guy. I've never had a pair of Jordans. Who rocks J's? Or excuse me, I've never bought a pair of Jordans. The only Jordans I ever owned, Auntie Angie gave to us. What were they? Olive. The Olive uh, 11s, maybe? What? Auntie Angie gave us Olive, olive 11s? Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Those are some nice shoes. They were. Kid sizes are cheaper. I wonder if kid sizes are <laughs> very much so cheaper. Uh, olive, shout out to Michelle Flowers, uh, my homie from uh, New York. Um, she lives in LA now. Uh, she brought Carter, uh, his first pair of jets. They were nines. All, the Olive Nines. Olive Nines. Okay, but keep going. Um, she brought Carter's first pair of Jordans. That's yeah, what's up. She the, sent the, some those ones, ones yeah. those Jordan ones. Yeah, she sent. Those. Yeah, those is fire. Yeah, uh, but her dad's a big. Her dad's a black dude. Uh, big into Jordans and Jays. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's like a, a cool collector's item, fashionable. Like hell, Jason. I thought that's one of the coolest things about Jason Sudeikis, in my opinion. And like, I like I appreciate his appreciation. For finessing Jays, anytime paparazzi's on him, like I just want him to be a white man. He can be a white man that likes Jays. You think you think liking Jays make you less white? No, I think it. Uh, it's a. It's so black culture. It feels like cultural appropriation. So it's like wearing a do rag. Yes. You think white men wearing Jays look like white men wearing do rags? Might as well put a jersey I'm on. Glad and, I, I'm glad I forced that and, take. And and, and 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 date a woman named Lafonda. <laughs> ah, child, that's a uh, oh, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite. So when Lafonda gets here, I don't want you something with nachos. But no, it's like it's like it's, that, it's that just what it feels that, like. That white dude, her, the guy, he was wearing the do rag in that. And now, 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 and I, I, I it, that is an opinion, completely opinion. There's nothing <laughs> factual based about <laughs> that. I think um, people know that. Uh, but you know, I, I don't. Uh, it just again, it's so black. It feels like cultural appropriation, and I know that Michael Jordan even be, said, "Yes, he thank even you. said, I don't make." These shoes for little niggas. He said, "I made <laughs> these shoes." <laughs> that is a fact. Michael Jeffrey Jordan said that in 1998. I believe it was in a cover of SI, um, and he said, "I don't make my I don't make these shoes 
for no niggers. <laughs> no, the quote that Lance is referring to is he says, Republicans buy shoes too. And it was during the, uh, some civil unrest. I, I'd be lying if I told you exactly where those came from. But uh, yeah, he said Republicans buy shoes too. So he wasn't about to... He wasn't about to back uh, Bill Clinton's campaign. I just made made up a cultural reference around the time that he was popular. Um, it's terrible. But, that, but he's he's made he's made up for it. In, in, Has he? Time. Yes, he's giving. He's given. Especially, he did it low key quietly. You can't do it quietly if I found out about it. But um, Jordan Brand gave like hundred ninety million. To HBCUs or some shit during the quarant- or d- during the uh, the pandemic. I make shoes for suburban white kids. I-, I make shoes for suburban whites, not poor black kids. That would be like opening a restaurant for people without stomachs. When he say that and where? Uh, Lord Jesus, did he? I need to verify this website. You do, because that could have been one of our quotes. About the situation. I mean. <laughs> it sounded like one of our quotes for the situation. I've never heard that quote from Michael Jeffrey Jordan before. I would love to know if that's legitimate. Because that's wild. Oh, my God. Who are you? He probably was talking about. Hold on. I'm going to look for it. He did say something about Republicans. So, anyways, if this is the guy who did it. Then I am going to say, Lance, that mm-hmm. those are not ours. Even if you think it's you feels that way, mm-hmm. and it just feels uber black, like wearing a I mean, an afro not. or cornrows yeah. or a do rag. Well, no, that's how I see Jordans, Jordans though. You should, but I'm saying that's just a you thing. I no, mean, no, you, no. You I'm saying so. So especially if this is the source, that part, and then also the other part. Like I feel like it's anti-black. So like when you when you wear Jordans. Anti-black. You rap about guns, drugs, sex, money. Anti-black. Like you, like there are things about capitalism. How's it anti-black? Because uh, capitalism kind of seeps into popular culture, or and then that seeps into black culture. So there are these capitalistic things that exist that make us feel like if we don't have them, we're not black enough. See, it's okay. Now we got to it. Your whole thing on is the projection of that whole thing, because I don't see Jordans as black enough to make me feel like the white person wearing it is being black. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, because I, yeah, I don't, I don't trust the source. Like I said, mm-hmm. fucking Michael Jordan, get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think it's it's a projection for on your point, on your from your standpoint on it. Because with that, like, yeah, I hear you on on that, but like, Jordan's that doesn't cross that list for a lot of people. Mm. I mean, it's something that how many black rings does Jordan have? Waste their money on six. six Tom Brady got more rings than Michael Jordan. Yep, it's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. It really is. Hmm. I mean, he's been to ten. He lost. He lost. Lost uh, three. Like even that's crazy. That's crazy. What? Could you imagine like like going to He's get, won four Super Bowls over the age of thirty seven. Like could y'all imagine being picked to shoot like a basketball from half court? First of all, you're getting picked ten times and then you hitting seven out of those ten. 
you got a shot. Like you got you got a stroke on you. Yeah. Mm. I miss basketball so much. We played every mean? week. Oh. Yeah, I like I miss say, I miss playing over. basketball. No, not looking at basketball. I care less. <laughs> looking at basketball. I care less about looking at basketball. <laughs> it's but called playing. watching basketball. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> Looking at basketball. Put that Lakers game. I'm looking at Lakers game. That sounds right to me. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't hear anything <laughs> wrong with that. Hey, yeah. baby, what you doing? I'm looking at the basketball game. That's some old oh school shit. Oh my god. Because I'm it sure we is. we looked be. before we watch. That's a fact, right? That's not an opinion. I want to stay on track with this concept because you're going to be talking about missing playing basketball and not looking at it on television. Uh. Rajon Rondo was on all Up in Smoke podcast. I told you about this. Mm. And he was talking about growing up in Louisville. He said, we didn't have no sports teams that we, like, no local sports teams. So we wasn't watching games. We was out playing them. Right. He was like, I was out playing all the sports. I wasn't, I wasn't stuck in the house, like, with it on, mm-hmm. like, you know, finger in my nose. And I was mm-hmm. like, that is very, I never even considered that. You can but, like, see it we in were always, but like, Louisville people in general, Louisville boys are, Boys and girls, people growing up, we was outside playing. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't even like it wasn't a thing to just be on the TV watching. Like Ravens games only came in prime time. Monday night football, Sunday night football. It's a dead art playing yeah. outside. It's a dead art. But anyways, you miss playing basketball. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I um, I wanted to say like that's why Rajon's game is like that. It's not. It doesn't emulate anybody else's. Right, his game seems very original. It's like. The moves he makes, it's not like a, you can't say, oh, that's Kobe or, oh, that's, it's like that's he, de- right? He developed, it, it, Rondo's game is Rondo's game. Motherfuckers is compared to Rondo. It don't work the other way around, you know what I mean? Like And rarely even that, I don't really, I mean. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right, 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 right. But like, that come, that same with your game, right? They couldn't really compare you to anybody, you know, coming up. Like, you got, went to Notre Dame, yeah. there was literally nobody that had your skill set or can like be as versatile as you. I mean, the height thing is the only thing. Otherwise, like you niggas ain't as athletic as this refrigerator. Um, what is it? What is my uh, scout.com? What they say? Yes, extremely nimble for his size. Extremely nimble for extremely his size. Extremely nimble for his size. If they if they if they did a scout report on me for football, they would say, "What is this guy doing? Oh, he made a tackle. What?" If if I had a scout report, that's what that's your bio. That's what that's what, that's what be my bio. Uh, awkwardly effective. I don't know. You drew up some plays that almost be, had us beat Saint X. It was Mel. Mel. It was Mel. <sighs> hey y'all! I was radio out there. I was uh I was the Puerto uh, annex of Puerto Rico annexation of Puerto Rico. I was the little smart kid on Little Giants. Like I was playing the game, and I was like, "Hey, coach." We should do this, man. Like I'm taking X and da 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 da. I mean, he's he's and these he, niggas listen to me. He got he got he had he had a play that had uh, a state champion in Kentucky, uh, Chris Wolf. He's taken Mail to many state championships. Mm-hmm. Now still with Mail, he left. Uh, he went from PRP. He's to gonna keep Mayo. going. He's a good coach. Um, yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying he he uh, he took your advice and he yeah. was very he's very impressed. He, I can't wait till he like. That's another thing. I'm gonna tell you about how impressed he was, but like I can't wait till he gets to a, a real level and he's like in an interview, like, "Hey, that, that play you you uh, ran for the t- for the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, the Lance. Guess what he's gonna say? 
Yeah, no, that's the Newman. That's the Newman <laughs> right there. He's in a very real level being a high school football coach in Louisville. Very Ooh. successful high school football coach. Yeah, he, I need my name to be in lights. Um, This motherfucker, so uh, our coach. Shout out to Nino, who's the head coach at Atherton. Hey, he's doing so good, too. Yeah. Atherton is, like, real deal turned around from his coaching. Like, yeah, he's smart That's too. fire. He's real smart. He was in manual for a minute. Um, It's funny that uh, Coach Wolf asked me, so – because he noticed my intelligent intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> what a word to misspeak. <laughs> because he noticed my intelligence. <laughs> Go on. Oh my god. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, what you call it? He noticed my intelligent and like he had me do the um I had to talk during the state championship game, like I had to say the opening for the Saint X Trinity game in like '06. Oh, he had you like come out and say some shit. Uh, I had to come out uh, with my Letterman jacket and everything, and like in front of the whole crowd, what Letterman read jacket this you got? like I took one from somebody. Like they gave me one. Yeah, I didn't get no Letterman. They gave Why are you talking about? We didn't have no money around our house. We was not allowed to have Letterman jackets just because that was that was too that was a bag. That was a bag. Letterman jackets and class rings. We was to oh, the point. Man. We was to the point. It was like, mom, don't don't waste your money on that shit. We don't. We we good. Yeah, I don't even want to be dis. I don't even act disappointed because we can't get it. I still ain't got no damn class ring from Notre Dame. This is the only one I got. This wedding ring. And it was sixty five dollars on Amazon. But anyways, bowling man. He um. So I, I read the like beginning of the thing because PRP was like we was really highly ranked. So they wanted somebody a representative from PRP to speak during the initiation of the oh. game. Right, because we was like, what? I forgot what happened. Oh, what? Six. It was my senior year. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You, were you on the team then? I was. Oh, I thought I was thinking this was like after you had graduated. Because PRP had went to state. And oh, that's so funny, y'all. So I graduated, and I think I went back to PRP to like work out with the team, and they had new coaches. And this linebacker coach was like looking at me just salivating. Like this motherfucker thought that I was like going to be on the team. <laughs> And he was just like completely impressed and amazed at my like ability and all this other stuff. I'm like, bro, I, I am so I am a college fresh, freshman. I remember that. That's Coach Heiser, actually. He's the head coach of the PRP right now. Is he? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. It was Coach, it was coach Wolf's. He they played football in, at Campbellsville together. And then, Coaches, hey y'all, a good coach can change everything about you. Like we had man. coach me and uh, I had Coach Leeser when I first like. Went to PRP and he stopped the whole practice. I like told him that I was going to be out for the summer, like two months out of the summer, because I was going to go- the Governor Scholar Program, which is like a smart person's uh, getaway. Two months though. What was it? It was longer than it was like the whole summer. No, it was, it was six weeks. It was six weeks. So I told him I was going to this program for smart people six weeks. This motherfucker stopped the practice and like made fun of me. Low key, like low key, made fun of me. We we're not gonna have Lance, y'all. He's going to the Governor Scholars Program. Look at the big brain on Lance. Like that's kind of like how he did it in front of everybody. And I was just like, "You dick." No, he was a dick. I was like, "This, this is." I was like, "Wait, were you making fun of me because I'm smart? I'm confused right yeah. now." And, I, and that's that's where he met Corey Peters, who. Was a nominee for Walter Man Payton of the Year this last year. So, you know, I mean, uh, good company. Shout out, um, Corey. Yeah. Uh, 
Coach Lisa, I messed up my ankle I, my freshman year. This is my Coach, coach Lisa anecdote because he was a dick. Um, my freshman year at PRP, I played – I practiced once a week because I played freshman JVM varsity. Mm-hmm. The It was like Monday, Monday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. right? So – I messed up my ankle at practice. Like I got, I got, I was really, really, really messed up. Um, our doctor said that, like the one we went to, mom told me like stay off of it. And then Coach Leeser's doctor said that I was fine and I could play. And I, mom dropped me off at the bus that that morning. I limped to the bus stop. Then I go to PRP and I tell Coach Leeser. My mom says I could play because that's what we agreed to. And he said, she already called me. She says you can't play. She saw you limping. And she says you're you're off. You can't play. I already know. She said, she said you you don't want she doesn't want you to mess up your ankle even worse so you can't play in college. And I told her everyone doesn't go to college and play football. And I was like, and that's what he said to me about it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this guy's a dick. I'm so glad I shot dice in his class. He had a, he was a health teacher, so I, I. You didn't, yeah. We didn't need to. I mean, yeah, it was. A, it's the it's laughable. It's laughable that he taught it and he you know dipped and smoked and. If y'all don't know Coach Lisa, imagine like a short Zangief from Street Fighters. Ooh. Right. With um, like a weight belt. And like skinnier legs. We went way too hard on Kentucky college football, high school football even. We should uh we should go ahead and move on. Um, have you saw Malcolm and Marie? I saw the first thirty minutes. I have not seen it. Uh, everyone's talking about it. Everybody uh, is talking about it. I will see it. Uh, I'm more interested in uh, what is that? Black Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Written by the Lucas Brothers. Uh, I code emailed them while I was at Barstool when me and Willie were doing the Two Bigs podcast. Their publicists reached back out. We got them on as an episode. Mm. Unfortunately, that episode was aired the same week that Willie's mother passed. Mm. So I, it was just too sad, and I really didn't do the promo that we we were wanted to do for episodes for people. But Lucas Brothers are great. Very, very smart comedians. Uh, and since the pandemic, they've just been writing a bunch of stuff. And the fact that they wrote this movie with uh, two other people – um, and it's coming out now, and mm-hmm. it's star-studded cast, and it's going to mm-hmm. be on HBO Max on February twelfth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story of Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. a story that, I mean, if you weren't my brother, I don't know when I'd find mm-hmm. out, like run into the name and, and do my googles and researches. But a story of a young black man from Chicago, Illinois, who was the leader of the Black Panthers at that point in time, and was murdered by the government. Assassinated by the government. Assassinated by the government. And at, had an inside 20... person who was a black man who Lakeith Stanfield plays in this movie. Um and it's just gonna be a really, really good story and I'm 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 really excited to watch it and I'm I'm very happy and proud to have been able to interview the Lucas brothers. Um and Fred, Fred Hampton died at twenty one. Twenty one. Can you believe that? Can you imagine like a this fiery speaker who started out when he was like 17, really like 17, yeah. 18 years old. He had to be. And then like going so hard that the state says, okay, we we got to kill this Not nigga. the state. Edgar Allen Hoover. 
Yeah. Edgar J. Like the, the, the yeah. head of the FBI. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So. Um, Another fun fact. Uh, That movie is coming out. It's going to be dope. It is uh, directed by Shaka King. Uh, Shaka King um, used to have a romantic uh, affair with my wife. I know, right? They hung out. They were all hanging out in circles. And this has been confirmed by my mentor, who also hung in the circle with Latoya while she was in New York. So, um, yeah, she had a. Uh, she said it was more emotional than physical. Like that fucking matters. Uh, I mean, like I don't care, right? Uh, who, who cares? Who's but it's King? like he's the director of Black Messiah or uh, Prevent the Rise of a Black Messiah. Small That's world. Not the name of the movie. The name, prevent the, it is, oh, Judas and the Black Messiah. That's what it's called, my yes. bad. Judas it's and the women, Black Messiah. So did, he, did, did that guy direct that movie, the one where I'm, I'm talking about? Judas and the Black Messiah? He's the, yeah, he directed this. Okay. Shaka King. And him and Latoya. Wow. I can't wait, wait to watch. She wasn't, man, she was just one of, man. Look, man, directors, artists, filming. It gets around. She was like part of that little like art circle in New York. Lord knows what kind of sex parties they what had. What arts was she doing? I'm playing. She was a dancer. Wow. Traditional African dancer. There's a lot of really? people she's met because of that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, take, I take a little pride in it. I've dated a lot of like women who have dated famous people for the most part. One of my exes dated Common for a small stint. It's interesting. And when I say dated, I just mean fucked. But like dated sounds better. You want to be like what's it called? Is it called Tunnel Brothers? Tunnel Buddies? What's a tunnel buddy? Like you've been with the same person. Like you like that can like the You know what I'm talking about? No. Like, like sex you, sexy by attraction by association. Connection like, by having had sex with the same person. Yep. Tunnel buddies. Okay. I didn't I mean I didn't know it was called Tunnel Buddies. It's interesting. Sounds like a weird cartoon show for kids. <laughs> where like it's like some chipmunk like gopher. Like it's a spin off of Science the Hedgehog. It's like Sonic the Hedgehog meets like a gopher mm, secret mystery mode. What's what's Morocco the Mo? Morocco Mo. And then they have and they like the Secret Squirrel slept on. I had cartoons down here like I wanted to uh, go through like what what do you think like black cartoon characters one and then cartoon characters that should have been black or we think that they were black Skeeter off top he was black I think Skeeter's black he was black he was dark skinned black like that's why he was no blue. he was no. that's why he was blue because I feel like he I thought he was purple Mr Dink Mr Dink was purple Mr Dink I thought Mr Dink was black but I kind of found that he's Jewish. Oh my god! If you god. look at everything and how everything was, he's, yeah, I think yeah, he's that's a terrible character. That's like that's that that's that racist shit. Yeah, well, I mean, Roger Klotz was a uh, a redheaded man from the trailer park, or but uh, enough, enough, enough of Duck. Speaking of that, though, I did think that uh, the rich one was black as well. BB, I, I thought BB I, th- was I think black. BB's black BB as well. He was a black yeah. uh, character. Mm-hmm. Um, but hair like, but like, up. I think I've, I guess I always thought Baby she Bop. She never have straight hair, bro. I thought Baby Bop was Crazy. black. Baby Bop. I thought MBJ, obviously. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Um, that's Barney. If y'all ain't following, yes, that's Barney. Um, who who else? What what? 
I thought I always thought of Sandy was as a black woman. Sandy from uh, SpongeBob. Off top, off top, she didn't play none of that shit. Yeah, I thought Spencer. And she was she was like in a space that wasn't like hers. Like like you know, Mr. Krabs is always black. Also, he seems like a like a frugal like older black man. Unfortunately, like without the caricatures, I would say he was Jewish. I know, but he seemed a little bit more like boisterous and like more animated. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was seeing some the TikTok follower I follow. He's so smart. He said, "You know why Patrick was so stupid because uh stars or like, you know, uh what is cuz he lived under a rock." No, 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 no. But stars aren't they don't they have a nervous system that's just they, they don't have, have a brain. Yeah, like, they, they don't, don't have brains. brains. They just have a you keep a starfish. Stars. Why don't you fucking keep calling it a star? <laughs> I like star star what? You know, stars. And it's not even a fish. Starfish is Aren't fish? No, they're yeah, they're like uh, the uh, invertebrates. Yeah, I was gonna say the other orc orchin orchins 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 urchins urchins. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like they're in that family. Mm-hmm. Um, Crustacean. I like this uh, black, but who? Yeah, what's um? I, I was thinking uh, Daggett from Angry Beaver. I don't remember. Daggett was the uh, Norbit and Daggett. Daggett was or Nor Norbit. Norbit was a cool, smooth one with the blind. Or the yeah, tan brown fur, kind of like uh, hey, Matthew Daggett, McConaughey. Cool, yeah, yeah. Have you the Super Bowl commercial with Matthew McConaughey? You were doing stuff, and you didn't get to watch it. That 3D that was one? hilarious. I saw that was that was out before the Super Bowl. Oh, it was. Yeah, mm. it's Matthew McConaughey seems like a flat person to me. That's a great me? take. Like I feel like he was just yes. that was the perfect role for him. It's funny because he's he's such a good. Certain actors are so I won't say good. But when you feel like they're a version of themselves and everything, you're like that person's probably pretty shallow. And that's like he seems like if like a person that lacks depth, like a flat person. There you go. <laughs> like what you see is what you there get you with Matthew McConaughey. Yes, yes. And <laughs> talking like about um, the Malcolm and Marie joint. Yeah. So uh, Denzel Washington's sons in it. David uh, uh, John David Washington. John David Washington. Let me get your name straight, bro. I'm sorry if you ever listen to this podcast. I just can't stop hearing your daddy, bro. And I don't know what I that's about, I heard it was bro. worse in this movie. People saying they don't notice it. I saw a tweet. And I'm going to say people. I saw a tweet from someone with 36,000 followers. Uh, uh, I saw a tweet and this woman said that he sounds especially like Denzel in this movie. And she can't unhear it. But he sound. I, I've been watching since uh, Ballers. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He sound like Denzel the entire time. The entire time. For my, in my opinion. There's no, there's no, I mean, it makes me, what's his wife's name? What's Denzel Washington's wife's name? Camille? Denzel Washington's wife? Is Camille, right? I don't know that. Anyway, I don't know what their mama sound like. Like, I would love to oh, hear what their mother sounds like yes. because he is always Denzel Washington. Where did you come up with Camille? That's her name. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but yeah, no, I, I. Yeah, I always, I think I always will hear. It. I mean, Black Klansman was, I turned a corner on him the, in that film to like, oh, as that's like a series. I don't know where I came up with Camille. Go ahead. Now, I, I, now I'm more interested in the fact that you were so set on it being Camille. Is it like, that's uh, Bill someone, Cosby's wife, right? Lance, don't make up another lie to back up this one. I want to know why you created this first one. I rather not. Camille go. seems like a, a wife's name. 
But why would you double down on it and you didn't know? You thought it was Denzel, Denzel Washington and Camille Washington. So weird. Face ass. I know. Your face ass. So fucking, uh, this is the truth. I don't know it yet, but it sounds right. Um, the internet doesn't work here for me. So I never There's know. no never famous can. Camille's either. Um, <laughs> go ahead. So, like, yeah, no, Any famous, anyone who's with a famous wife named Camille? Ooh. Um, <laughs> wives name Camille <laughs> um there yeah no he sounds just like it. it's really it's it's really just uh hard to get past it um and I know that he struggles with that I'm sure he's like upset about that like he gets home like fuck dad I just sound just like you you know what I mean everybody's I don't like think so it is and it might as well I think he needs to lean into it I think that like he I needs think he to- has he's an actor his dad is Denzel Washington he's taking the package as it comes No I think in Black Klansman he tried to like country it up he tried to like change it so it didn't sound like When he was being a white man on the phone yeah Right I mean even after that though I mean like Right 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 but the whole movie he he has that voice that white man's voice and that's the only time he was playing. He was from Denver. Yeah, I, I, I get the fucking premise, Brandon. I'm saying that's the only time he didn't sound like his dad, is when he like tried. I like to, and like, like I said before, I thought he sounded like him. Kelsey Grammer's ex wife is named Camille. That's who you got it from. The creative girlfriends. Um, I doubt it. What do you mean? I mean, I doubt that that's the Camille. I definitely was thinking of a black. Camille. I know. I was a joke. I thought you were doubting that Kelsey Grammer's made. Uh, uh, girlfriends um listen we got 10 more minutes what else we got camille cosby is a television director and the character from claire why are you working so hard to claire back Huxley. this 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 weird lie I, I you thought had I, I just know because I, I thought camille was like this popular thing keep going that's we need to bring back camille uh, there's not a lot of popular camilles y'all so like Name your children. Name your girls, Camille. Name your boys, Camille. That was an interesting thing. And get thing. them in acting school ASAP. I was in a I was on a podcast, and it was a dude. His name was Stacy, and we started going through like all these names that are unisex, or like the the um. Oh my God, Ted Lasso. Um, there's a dude on there named Leslie. He was like, I'm a male. He said, I'm a uh, I'm a girl junior. He said, I'm a, I'm a woman junior. He was named after his mother. His mother's name is Leslie. Oh, nice, so nice, He's nice, like, nice, I'm a girl nice. junior. Right? I like that. So, and I started thinking about it. It's like Stacy, Dominique. Uh, there's other ones. But I just think that's always interesting, like men with girl names. You think they're named after their mothers unanimously? I, I just think that they were like, yeah, that or like they're just not to be fucked with. Like God... Somehow bless them with Stacy and Tracy are both. Uh, no, there's just unisex names out there. There's unisex names. Leslie is one of them. Tracy is one of them. Stacy is one of them. As soon as you name a boy a girl name or vice versa, that name becomes unisex. I don't know, B. I don't know if I saw a boy name like Maggie. people. People think Sydney's a, a, a boy name. Sydney is a boy name. It's not. It's unisex. Oh, whatever. Megan can't be a unisex name. I've never met a boy Megan or heard one or seen one in a in. A, I'm sorry. I would, a thing. I, I hope I never do, because I think I would bust out laughing in his face. What's your name, Megan? 
That one I can think is past because it's like mainly no. I think Susan would be something I just would. Or like Barbara. Oh my fucking God. Like you just gotta, you can't be. No. 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 And spend, imagine how much time elementary school kids spend switching the gender of just a regular name that they hear. Mm. They have a field day with a Barbara in third grade. Did you what did you have Barber Boy? Did you have um like somebody make fun of your name? Or put your name, incorporate your name in some type of uh makeshift fun making thing? Uh, does Brandon the Booby Boy count? Yes. Then yes. Because there can't be it's not like John the Booby Boy. It's like the alliteration. Well, yeah, alliteration is, is effective. I had Lance I appreciate it. Lance Lance. Lance, Lance, ants in his pants, dances all the way to France. I remember that one. The fucking creativity of that. Like, where is this kid? I, I got to find you, that. You did not add the bop. You just said it as it, as if it was a name. There's a bop to it. Um, I mean, because it, it brings up bad memories. Lance, Lance, ants in his pants, dances all the way to France. Just I'm How glad creative you, is that? I'm glad, you stayed, I'm glad you stayed real with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you... Uh, you spoke your truth because I was gonna, I was gonna sing it, and I wasn't gonna do as good of a job. But you kind of channeled those little white kids saying it, so uh, good on you. Definitely, probably more effective than than me trying to sing it like as like an actual bop that I always heard. It There's as. no way that some kid sat like I always imagine him sitting in his room, rhyming things with Lance, and coming up with that classic. There's no like. There's no other. There's no other instances of Lance, Lance, ants in his pants, dances all the way to France. I don't There's know. not even a like I don't. What, there is. I don't know. I just I don't. I wouldn't give that person in Kentucky enough credit. Uh, did you actually buy a Bitcoin? I did. You bought a Bitcoin. I didn't buy a whole one. It's like thirty thousand dollars. I have like point zero zero two one of a Bitcoin, but stocks are up. I don't. It's it's. <laughs> It's like that's a different thing. I spent. I spent that's a like, different thing. That's a different thing. Yes, my Bitcoin is worth more. I bought Bitcoin at. It like can't be worth stocks. Hundred dollars. Each stock is is worth different money. Again, I bought Bitcoin at a hundred dollars, and I now have one hundred thirty-seven. But I'm just. But did you hear what I said? It's a different thing. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Each stock is cost different, so you can't say. Your Bitcoin or your so percentage I of Bitcoin. a Bitcoin. I didn't buy didn't, stock. No, you brought a percentage of a Bitcoin. Your your percentage of a Bitcoin is worth more than a stock. It's hard to say because each stock is priced, evaluated as a different evaluation. I don't get none of that shit. And that's the problem. They try to make it, I'm talking about History Month, it's like, oh, if we if it's too confusing, like knowledge is power. Like mm-hmm. if, you make, if we make the way to make money while money just sits there confusing enough, then the right people will stay away from it. Mm-hmm. So that's that. And that's why, that's why we should not, I don't know. I know what I don't know though, mm. but um, I do think that it's important to, to invest in that way because they're doing it. Yep. It's just like a kind of, you know, tit for tat thing. If, if we're going tit for tat, I need to be discovering some houses or like land Insane is mine. You haven't been in the stocks long enough. I ain't talking about stocks. I'm talking about like 
discovering, like taking over things. Right now, Zoe is reading um, They Came Before Columbus. I ask that you all check that book out. It's written by Ivan von Sertema. Um, They Came Before Columbus. He details using anthropology and other um, studies studies, um, that there was an African presence in the Americas before like hundreds maybe even a thousand years before Christopher Columbus actually showed up. Um, he speaks about Abu Kari the second, um, who, uh, left his throne to go across the Atlantic and sail to the Americas. This is documented in Portuguese journals and Spanish journals. Um, and that's how Mansa Musa got power. So Abu Kari was like, first he sent a ship, uh, as many camels of gold, all the stuff that Mansa Musa traveled with, Abukari sent that to the Atlantic or across the Atlantic to the Americas. One boat came back and they said he didn't, you know, all the boats, they shipwrecked or they crashed. That's how Europeans say it. I think that there was a missing translation. I think that they was like, hey, we made it. It was fire. They sent me back. We got to go. So Abukari got on a boat. And he took another big load, and he whoa, went by himself. Okay. You can't. I'm gonna say you can't. Please do not mix the factual things that you're telling me about this incident. Incident. All of them factual. With nothing's opinion. All of this is factual. You said the sh- they said shipwreck, but you think something else. Oh, that so, was an opinion. Yeah, I know. That's why, and I got distracted with that because I didn't know when that ended. Mm-hmm. So when did when did that end and the facts start? That again? end. Uh, when he said, when he came back, it was like, they shipwrecked. And then Abukari was like, oh, okay, let me get in, in a boat, and I'm going to go myself. And he sailed and never came back. Mansa Musa took over. But that's why I say there was, a, again, fact based, in, based on opinion, you ain't going to say, hey, we went and all the boats shipwrecked. I'm the only boat that made it back. And then as the king, you get in the boat and take the same amount of people that you sent on the first voyage on this voyage and never come back. They never heard from them again. So they say. So that's why I was like, it's not opinion. But anyway, um, so that's a fact. Abukari left. Um, Mansa Musa came in power. Instead of going west like Abukari, he went east towards Mecca. This was the Malian Empire descendant of Sundiata. And what does that to do with you discovering land in a, in Louisville? Um, you say it tit for tat. So Europeans um, discovered all these lands and took all the gold and took all these things. And you talk about tit for tat on stock exchange. I'm talking about tit for tat on a global scale. Like, I ain't necessarily saying I want to see... Um, oh, my God. It's a, it's a meme. I, I'm not saying I want to see people, like, steal other people's things necessarily. But uh, there was a meme. That's why I was confused. But not was a like, meme. There was like a video where it was like called for. this Mexican dude was in a car. And he was like, hey, dude, you, you, you stole this car. You got to get out of this car. He said, no, I, dis- I discovered this car. He was like, no, you didn't discover it. He wasn't Mexican. He was just Spanish. I don't know where from. Latinx. Um, and he said, uh, he said, I discovered this car. He said, no, you got to get out of this car. Da, da, da. He said, no, I discovered it. He said, he said, what day is it? He says, Columbus Day. He said, right. He, he discovered America. Well, I'm discovering this car, you know, it was it was funny. But that's what I'm on though. That's what I'm thinking. Like, 
somebody need to go discover a Tesla, even though somebody was already in that Tesla. Uh, nah, I discovered it. My people at home don't know nothing about this Tesla, so it's mine. Thanks. <sighs> Tit for tat that. Black I history. Know, I don't know how to. I don't know how to begin to tit for tat it. But um, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this yeah, Black History Month. Um, 14th century. That's when Black History Month started? Abukari, the great, made sale um, at the end of the 14th, or at the beginning of the 14th century. His 14th century is three th- 1300. So when we think of centuries, it's always one less. So 14th century, around 1300, he went. Columbus didn't discover, quote-unquote, America until, like, 1492, beginning of the 15th century, or at the end of the 15th century. Supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Um, oh, we're ending. Okay. Hmm? I said, okay. What? No, it's fine. Thoughts and prayers. It's a good time to wrap up anyway, seems like. Interesting episode, y'all. It's episode 15. Uh, thank y'all so much for tapping in with us, jacking in with us, so to speak. Um, ladies and gentle thems. Um, My internet just doesn't work here, so I can't look anything up. I hope that you guys are doing, I mean, again, Brandon, I can take your, what's your take on. Um, you should finish the ending thing, but go ahead. I'll, I'll say you out there. No, I like this. Um, it's episode 15, you all, Particle Sons Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us. Uh, we're going to get these videos posted so you all can be on the lookout for those on YouTube. Follow Black Brandon on YouTube. Um, yeah. You can follow me on Mr. Spread Love or Spread Love Enterprise. Uh, I got invited to write a grant. Or invited to apply for a $50,000 grant. So it's like a fellowship. So fingers crossed if you're listening to this, you know, uh, give what me is it? energy to, that way for me. What is that? Like, what does that pertain? Like, what, what does that entail? Yeah, uh, well, in this grant How particular. How $50,000 be broken, broken Right, up right. In this yeah. grant particularly, it's just a fe- fellowship. It's an award. So if I talk good shit about myself enough and they be like, hey, some good shit. He deserves $50,000. They just give me fifty thousand. It don't matter, un- unrestricted. Nice. They're very nice. Very nice. How'd you get? How'd you get nominated for it? Somebody nominated me. Somebody like uh, suggested me, and then they sent me the email, which is dope too. I think I know now. I didn't know who, but they just announced who the twenty twenty one fellows. Yeah, they just announced the twenty twenty one fellows, which means they applied in twenty twenty. Um, and I think it was my man Idris. Shout out Idris Goodwin. He's a playwright. Uh, slash actor, uh, he headed up. He was director of a theater company here, and then he moved on to. I think he's in Colorado now, but I think he suggested me. So that's love. How many did. people get awarded the fellowship? Uh, I think it's six hundred. Six hundred are invited, and I think fifty, twenty to fifty. Yeah, they got guap. Mm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could use it. I'll definitely. When's the when you got to put the application in? Uh, about March 12th. It's a lot of time, or a decent amount of time. That's in a month. It is in a month. That's a lot of time to you. 
Yeah, I write a lot of grants. I've been rejected by a whole bunch of grants. If y'all want to hear that, worth fifty thousand dollars. No, that's what I'm Nowhere saying. Near. Maybe you should. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you should start on that one tomorrow. Uh, I got directed. Yeah, I will. I mean, I'm good. I already started it. I, I already started it and doing it. I ain't talking about no copy and paste. I'm getting the. You do you. I'm getting the the um, my all the back order stuff together, like my website. I have a website, spreadlove.life, um, and it's it's good right now. But it definitely needs to like show me more, like show more of my exploits. And right now, I just have like my workshops. So. Do you have to do that? You have to upload it to. You don't. Ha yeah, yeah. Well, no. I mean, you don't have to, but it helps. No, I'm not. I, I was speaking to the time and energy that has to be put towards it to upload and reflect that those things exist. Like with these videos for YouTube, um, I was asking like you have to physically go in and, and update that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or get a web designer, which I do have one, Chardonnay. Shout out to Chardonnay. You remember Chardonnay? I do remember Chardonnay. She's my web designer. Well, then why aren't those things updated on your thing? Because I haven't paid Shout her in a long time. Oh, he did not pay Chardonnay. I just saw the episode of Boondocks the other day. Me and Carter uh, watched the episode of uh, Guess, Ho Guess Ho's Coming to Dinner with a pimp named Slipback. Yeah. And uh, her name was Sh Sh uh, Champagne. Just funny. Like the, like the drink. My name is a pimp named Slickback. Please say it all. We've done that before. Thank you for your time, Lance Newman. Yeah, man. <laughs> Brandon Newman. Thoughts and prayers, Brandon. I thought you were gonna say bye bye. You're just signing off. What did you, what did you just say your name for? I was looking for an article I wrote. I can't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm done. I'm not. Bye. I'm not. No thoughts, thoughts and prayers. No. No. Love everyone. Thoughts and prayers. Okay. Y'all be good. Be safe. Uh, love each other. Um, yeah. Stack up. I was being serious beginning this whole thing. Stack up some good days. Just stack up some good days. See, see, see what happens on the back end. Love y'all. Bye-bye.